Hey, Duncan. Hi, Duncan. Three. Two. Uno. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this Legion Myth Weekly live stream, episode number 143 on this, the 23rd of December 2017. So I hope you've been good, kids, because Santa's coming at you. Who else is coming at you? I got a little uh, little toast for you. It's Alex Garthon Marsh and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Boom, and you're all on my naughty list. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the way he likes it, though. If you're not the naughty list, Heathen Dog doesn't even want to know your name. That's right. So how are things I, for you today, Heathen Dog? Oh, it's been great today. It's been good. I mean, I had uh, I didn't have to, but I I went for my wife because I love her very much to get cinnamon for cookies. Okay. To the store, and the store wasn't bad. There were there was nice people there, and there was not the obligatory bell ringing idiot in the front of the store. God, I, I hate that guy. You hate freaking, the Salvation Army? I freaking hate that guy. No, no, the Salvation Army is cool. As a charity goes, it has the least overhead and pays its officers the very, very bare minimum amount. So more of their money goes toward helping people than many other charities out there. It's I can't think of any Red Cross. <laughs> I want to I I take their bells and just beat them over the head going, na, 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 bloody Christmas for you. But that's just me. Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's... Well, watch the news for that. <laughs> you okay? You're a little on edge. No, I'm all right. That's my job. <laughs> all right, so today for Heathen Dog, Heathen Dog, we're talking about anime on the stream. We're talking about Dragonar Academy and Sword Art Online, season one half. One half? That's one half. I'll explain that later. Which is a fair point. <laughs> uh, after it was explained to me, I was, I was on board. I was on the season one half train. Uh, I was in one of the dining cars, sipping tea. Very much a fan of it. All right. Next is uh, Garthon's oh, Conquest. Wait, hang on, hang on. What? Hang on. What? I got I to gotta fix the chat. It's oh, because it's doing the restream broken. thing. Yeah, hang on, hang on. It's not broken. Okay. Watch this. Belder sister chat's broken. Boom. There we go. Chat fixed. Thank you very much. Duncan, Idaho, and Baldahar. You wrote in teat. There you go. Boom. All right. Good to see everyone here with us tonight. Uh, in Garthon's comic pool, we'll talk about X-Men Gold 18, Uncanny Avengers 30, and more bat feelings in a very special Batman number 37. Doom, 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 doom. You're going to feel it. All oh, the feels. Oh, my gosh. In the random number dinner, Heathen Dog is going to talk about his best Christmas ever. No, our best Christmas ever. Like together? I don't have a best Christmas Shut up, you do. Well, no, not together, but All separately. Right. Separately. Yes. Now, we had the best New Year's ever, <laughs> but we're not going to get into that in this <laughs> An arrest is not a conviction. No. All right, just remember that, kids. So, without further ado, let's go into the disclaimer. 
The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator that are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. Do you know what? I should do this exactly like the original computer in Star Trek. Remember how that was? While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere. No. There may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Batman dots his eyes with little, little hearts and superhero symbols. All right. We all, we all remember. As always, you could <clears throat> follow us through Twitch, uh, through YouTube, Reddit, Facebook. Tweet to us. We tweet all the time. Every single day we're tweeting. Uh, Discord, Facebook, Steam. Uh, the audio version of this is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. And now, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to support the uh, Legion of Myth, you can through a Twitch streaming subscription, a Patreon subscription, through Streamlabs, directly through PayPal, or by getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com, and we will talk more about that at the end of the podcast. But for now, memorize this slide. There will be a test later. Yes. So now, everyone, buckle up. Tell your friends. Warn your family. You have something to do. They cannot disturb you. All bodily functions have been ceased. While you partake of Heathen Dogs and me on the stream. That's right. Pucker up, people. We got that. We got a great ride for you today. Today we have a, a couple of good anime. Uh, well, no. No. We have one half of a good anime. Huh? And one just clunker. So let's, uh, let's get some of it out of the way right now. First anime today is Dragonar Academy. Now. Look at that dude's hair. behind that. I know, I know. He has and a big red the, streak hanging down. Why? Yes. He's the greatest dude in the anime, and that should set the bar exactly where it wow. should Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is set in a world where uh, where dragons are real. Obviously, hey, magic man. is real. And uh, dragons, have uh, ma- magic having lowered so much, dragons cannot exist on their own. So dragons are paired with humans as children, and the, the dragons grow inside them, and then they emerge, and the the dragon and the human share a life force so they can both grow and prosper. What do you mean emerge? Well, like alien? No, no, no. Not like chest burster type thing. No, none of the none of that. Like emerge magically emerge, like like when the when the egg is ready to actually hatch uh, it. Okay. It separates okay. itself from the physical body and then creepy ta-da, stuff dragon. going on there. Yeah, yeah, no. Ah, Pepto Bismol, please. No, nothing like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, historically, this has this has caused people to use dragons for war. I mean, there, it is wartime right now, but uh, be, between uh, the, the the kingdom that we're in, which I completely for, uh, uh, and and Savaria and the the uh, other kingdom to the north. They're in a ceasefire. It's kind of like North and South Korea. Like it's they're technically still at war, but no one's shooting each other at the moment. It's kind of like that. All right, all right. But uh, Ansvaria has the greatest uh, per capita uh, percentage of dragons in the world. I mean, there's only five million people in the world, but they have the the greatest concentrations of dragons because the greatest. Uh, dragon uh, training academy uh, training not just for dragons but for the the their their, their human partners uh, exists in this country so you know attacking it would be pretty stupid yeah right yeah I mean, they got all the weapons 
Yeah, yeah, they, they got all the giant guns, so don't do that. Well, giant guns being dragons. Yes. Anyway, let's get let's get through the details of of this uh, of this crap show. All right. Oh, you just uh, gave away the ending. Yeah, I thought this was the good one. No, this wasn't a good one. <laughs> okay, uh, this was directed by uh, Shunsuke Tada. I'm gonna go with that. And uh, to, and uh, Tomiyuki Kura, uh, Kurokawa, uh, written by Noburu Kimura. Uh, music is by Takasugu Wakabayashi, Studio C Station. That's a fun name. Wa- I know, right? Wakabayashi. It's cool. It is cool. Uh, licensed by Madman Entertainment and Funimation. Uh, original networks are ATX, Tokyo MX, MSB, or MBS, sorry, uh, TVA, MBS 11. Original run was April 5th, 2014, and June 21st, 2014, for 12 episodes. That's it. 12 episodes, too many. Not renewed and, for a reason. Yeah, you can only watch it on hulu okay now we'll get we'll get to the main characters main character is ash blake all right he is the he is the protagonist and uh in the beginning of the anime well except for the very 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 beginning anime which i will show you in a clip in a moment uh which is a flashback in the beginning of the anime he's a 16 year old student at at the academy but he's the only one there of his age group whose dragon has not yet emerged. Aww. Late bloomer. Late bloomer. Like, no, dragons emerge when you're like 10 or 12. Like, when the human reaches puberty, the dragon also hatches. But Ash is not like late bloomer. He's like, what the heck's wrong with you, dude? Like, still everyone, no yeah, yeah, everyone knows there's a dragon inside him because he has a star brand. Now, 16 the, and no cutie mark. There you go, right? Uh, he has a star brand, and a, a star brand is uh, is a uh, kind of like a tattoo, a, a magical tattoo that's somewhere on your body that 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 denotes that the mother dragon, the the astral form of the mother dragon, has implanted an egg inside you as a child. He has one, so everyone knows that there's a dragon in him, but it's just not coming out. Now he's labeled as a problem child at the academy because. When someone makes fun of the fact that he doesn't have his dragon or makes fun of his dragon, oh, his dragon must be stupid. It doesn't want to come out. Or his dragon must think he's really stupid. That's why it's not coming out. He gets really pissed off and starts beating up folk. They also could be right on both points. They also are right on both points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he never wanted... he. Uh, most most uh, breeders... Now, I put that in quotation marks because of, because of the... Uh, uh, current uh, current climate of what a breeder is, but uh, the the uh, uh, current breeder, which is, is that a uh, Walking Dead reference? Because I don't know. No, it's it's not that at all. All right. Uh, uh, is 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 uh, someone who is uh, who has a star brand and is attached to a dragon. He never wanted that as a kid. He never wanted it. All right. Now it for some reason, the clip I'm going to show you is the only clip that even alludes was never supposed to be a breeder he was never supposed to have a star brand he was trying to help someone else get their star brand go on a quest to get their star brand because they weren't they weren't given one and they really wanted it and there's something called the orphan right where you can seek out the astral form of the mother dragon and petition her directly well in doing so he got gravely injured and was going to die and that's when the the mother dragon showed up and decided, well, you know, he's got some character. We'll see what happens with him. And with that, we'll show our clip number one. 
And he did it to impress a girl, too. Well, yeah, but he wasn't in puberty yet, so I don't think it counts. He, no, it counts. Okay. Just shows he's dumb. Uh, that's a fresh new arm. That'll yes. come in handy. <laughs> Andy, I get what you did there. Ah, you know. <laughs> what about the girls? The girls stay dead? No, no, the girl's in dead. She's just unconscious. He All actually, right. uh, uh, they, they, uh, in the, in the, it doesn't say anything about it in the anime, which really pisses me off. You have to actually, you have to go into the manga to understand what happened. Uh, she, she was searching for the mother dragon and he, he ran into her in the forest and he, he like, okay, well, I'll help you. Why would you help me? Because, you know, you're a girl alone in the forest. I'm going to help you. What? What? I'm, I'm, I'm not D-bag. I'm going to help you. And uh, she she was she was in danger, and he, he saved her. But in doing so, he lost his arm. And then they, they both fell there. And that's when the, the mother dragon, whom you saw, found them and decided that Ash's courage and chivalry deserves some kind of reward other than death. So she she gave him a new arm and put a star brand on that arm. Now you saw how huge that star brand yeah, it has was. a big tattoo. Yeah, normally the star brands are about that big. Ah. Oh. They fit on a they fit on the the back of your hand or on the top of your thigh or whatever. There there's no star brand that's that huge. All right, so that uh, that that alone had people thinking he was destined for great things <clears throat> at the beginning. Now, he has this special ability. You know, normally only the person who bred the dragon can ride that particular dragon. That dragon will not allow anyone else to ride it. Instantly buck it off or use magic to kill the person. Makes sense. Ash Blake can ride any dragon. Any dragon allows Ash Blake to ride it. So he can still train at the academy even though his own dragon isn't he just trains with everyone else's. He has to borrow their stuff. He trained, yeah. He borrows someone else's stuff. He borrows someone else's equipment, basically, and so he he gets to train. That's the only reason why he's still in the academy. Like that kid who has to borrow everyone else's crayons. Basically, yes, yes. And now we get to his dragon, Echo. Now Echo is very. I say I put dragon in quotations, obviously, because she looks like a girl with yes. horns. Because she is a girl with horns, but she's also a dragon. She's just a dragon in human form. Kind of like the reason, dragon mother was in human form for a bit there. In the exactly. Clip. The dragon mother turned from dragon into human form. And this uh, this uh, this dragon that came out of Ash Blake started off in human form rather than in dragon form. So what? which came first, the, the human or the human form or the dragon form? We don't know. We don't know. All right. Now, uh, we, we can see her emergence uh, in this next clip. Now, i got to set this up a little bit. Uh, Ash is falling off a cliff to his death. All right. And he's like, okay, well, this is how I go. This is how my story ends. And then suddenly that's not how it ends. So let's check it out. Clip number two. Am I going to die like this? No, we got like 10 episodes more to go, buddy. You're staying around. <laughs> 11. This is episode one. Oh, well, yeah. My par. 
Yeah, they, they actually call par, and I think they mean pal. Could but be. In, instead of pal, I call it partner because pal is kind of condescending to the dragon. So. Yeah, yeah it might be short for partner, like yeah. mon is short for monster. Yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm hoping. It's human and naked. Yes. Uh, she is naked a lot, but there's no sensor bars because she has no nipples. Oh, well, fair enough. Pax yeah. says, sort of like Beowulf, dragons with human mothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you want to go you, you want to go the, the ancient Norse thing, yeah, you can see that. Does she I have a belly so. button? She shouldn't have a belly button. She shouldn't have a belly button, but I think she does. Doesn't make any sense. You're right. It doesn't make any sense. You need to have a biology class. Yes, a belly button is a very specific Do chickens have belly buttons? Duncan, you're like a biology person. Do chickens have belly buttons? Do birds have belly buttons? That is the question. Do lizards have belly buttons? These are the questions, friends. Oh, sorry. Okay. Anyway, unlike other dragons, she is fiercely independent. Other dragons are, you know... When they emerge from their human breeder, they they're like, they yeah, human bond. buddy. They're like, yeah, you're my bud. You know, I'm I'm your you're my master, and I'm I'm your dragon. That's how it works. No, no, she was like, no, I'm the dragon, and you're the slave. That's how it works. I'm not your pet. You can suck it, Ash Blake. She punches <laughs> him repeatedly throughout the throughout the uh, series. She punches him a lot for. for that makes sense. Doctor, I was not sure if lizards have belly buttons. Well, you should look that up, man. What anyway, kind of fancy uh, biology degree is worth your? It's not worth the exactly, money. Exactly, right? Exactly. Anyway, uh, now even though she says she thinks very little of Ash, she's very territorial. Any other any other being, let alone girl, shows any kind of interest, perceived, real or otherwise, she gets upset. Fair enough. Just irrationally upset. Now her true nature is explored in the anime. Her her her, uh, her, her true nature, as in why she uh, she popped out as a human instead of as a dragon, and uh, throughout the uh, toward the end of the anime, she does change into dragon form at one point. Is it big and scary? It's big and majestic. All right, that's cool. And then becomes horribly scary. All right. We we don't have that because uh, instead we're going to our main antagonist, Milgauss. Now this guy is the coolest guy in the anime. All right, he's the most interesting. He is he's an awesome Bond villain. All right, I wish I could have had all the clips just with his lines cuz they're freaking classic. It's like, "Yes, Mr. Bond. I don't think you're going to live to see the day." You know, stuff like that. He'll yeah. say stuff like that. You're like, "All right, that's cool, dude. That's awesome." Now, he's he's employed by that neighboring nation I was talking about, uh, Zephyros, the one to the north where He doesn't look evil. Fire. I mean, come on. Really? He's got a mask on. Everyone with a mask is evil. You know that. And the haircut. Yeah, yeah, and the red streak in his hair. That's yeah. not that's that, that that's not emo dye. That's the blood of his enemies. Remember that. Okay, I I googled it. And lizards and birds technically do have belly buttons, but they're not pronounced and they are healed over and virtually invisible by the time they're uh, adults. Okay. All right. Well, I, I suppose that uh, uh, they, they still have some form of amni- amniotic sac. Well, yeah, it's from being in the head. egg. The, that's where the am- amniotic egg sac connects. Right, right, right. But uh, so if she, so if uh, Echo if here has a astral, belly button, then it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right, gotcha. just... All right. Good. Good. All right, All right, it's legit then. All right. 
now his his job now he's not from the the uh the warning the warring nation zephyros he's not from there but he's he's a mercenary employed by them uh to to weaken ansveria which is the which is the uh the the uh the nation where the dragon academy is all right all right yeah he's used to to you know cause havoc and mayhem and weaken them so but but they still uh, let him into the academy no no he's not part of the academy okay he is yeah he is he's a He's an infiltrator from a different country. He's there illegally, obviously. They didn't let him through the border. Like, oh, here's my passport from a country you're at war with. Oh, yeah, come on through. No, no, he, he's an enemy combatant. All right. Now, he doesn't have a dragon. But he's displaying lots of lots of abilities that usually only people with dragon have. Like, say, oh, I don't know, summoning magical weapons and using giant magical powers, which we have a clip of right here. <gasps> Let's see that beautiful footage. Wow, angry sword, angry. Yeah, that's a big angry sword. Yeah. yeah, that sword is no joke. It's kind of breaking their sky. Yes. Uh, actually, in this clip, he is he is uh, resurrecting. Uh, a dead master dragon called a maestro dragon from the dead as an undead dragon lich under his control to destroy the capital city. And he just about does it, too. Well, it would be unfortunate if he did do it. Of course, it would explain why there's only one season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It would explain why there's only one season. <laughs> now, let's let's get to what I think about this anime. All right. Which is not a whole lot. Two stars. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, let, let's let's look at the things that are good about it. The dragons, which I couldn't, I didn't show, and I didn't even show a picture of, which is is my mistake. That's on me. Well, now we all got to watch it to find out. Yeah, you have to watch. No, don't don't do it. Don't don't bother. They're they're modeled well. I mean, you look at them, you're like, yeah, that's a dragon. And yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's a younger dragon with no wings. That's an older dragon with wings, and that that's a giant great dragon with, you know, giant wings and giant horns. I get it. Okay, cool. You know, that that's fun. And the antagonist Milgaus is awesome. He gets all the cool lines. He he gets he gets all the cool attack powers. He gets all the he, he gets uh, uh, all the cool scenes. He chews he chews through a scene like Christopher Walken. All right, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Now let's get to the so many bad things about. The tropes. Oh, God, the tropes. tropes all of are them. Fine. All of them. All the stupid ones. Hothead female lead. I like Echo. that. No, no, this is stupid. All right. She gets angry over absolutely nothing. She is a. She is an insult to teenage girls. That That is how hormonal she acts. It's a stereotype. It's awful. It is. Now, Ash Blake. The bumbling hero? Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's stupid. I mean, think of Luke Skywalker, who is just given all of this power at birth. Now, think of him also not training at all, just relying on his natural talent to get in through every single situation. So you're talking about Rey from uh, the yes, New Star Wars films? Yes, I'm talking about Rey. Oh, I'm a drink. And, and how many of you like Mary Sue? Throw it up in chat. She was better okay. in the second film. 
gratuitous sexuality. Yeah. It, no, this thing oh. makes every single excuse to tear at women's clothing. Every single excuse. It's not part of the plot. It's not. It doesn't directly affect the story. It doesn't advance anything. It's just tearing women's clothes off for no freaking reason. Well, yeah, so far you're I not discouraging it. me. Okay, well, I'm discouraging actual people who want content. Now, there are two times in this in this uh, 12, 12 episode season. There are two times where there are naughty tentacles. And All right, for I'm those out. of you who don't know what yeah, there. Those of you who don't know what naughty tentacles are, they are tentacles that wrap around all of the genitalia of the women in the area. Yeah, so... For what reason? So, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm done I now. I don't know. Yep. Just ju- just because some guys are stupid. And they they like to see that. That's it. No reason for it. I mean, it, tentacles that wrap around your arms and legs and your head to restrain your movement, I get but tentacles that don't wrap around your arms, legs, and head just wrap around your breasts, and and uh, around your uh, your your nether regions. That's it. And you're now considered restrained. No, sorry, man. You're a dumbass. Sorry. Now, uh, the involuntary. I don't know if a tentacle wraps around my underbits, I'd be pretty restrained. Just saying. Well, no, you try to rip it off with your free hands, but they don't. They're like, oh, oh. Maybe I do that too. I don't know. Probably not. I'd probably be like, oh God, save me. Exactly. Oh God, get this off of me. It's all over my junk. That's exactly yeah. what you do. Yeah. Now, involuntary harem. Now, what, once everyone realizes that Ash Blake is the chosen one who doesn't need training and just just wings it every time and wins, you know, all the women start falling, falling for him and he gets, a, he gets his involuntary harem, which I hate in anime. Dude, you're describing my life. I'm describing you. The involuntary harem is the is the uh, is the weak supporting the weak female supporting cast that throws themselves at the at the uh, protagonist and the protagonist wants nothing to do with them constantly rebuffs them and yet they don't get the hint and keep throwing themselves at. Them. In chat, Baldar has an interesting point. He asks, "How did this not get a one or one point five? The only reason it didn't get a one or a one point five and got a two was because, like I said, the, the dragons are modeled well, and the the bad guy was so freaking cool. So the they had good points. The bad guy was so cool. And he got, the, seriously, he got almost as much airtime as the hero. Well, that's good. How was the actual animation itself, though? What was the quality of that? The actual animation was good. I, I should have put that in blue. The actual animation was good. There, there was no walleye effect. There was no blurring for, for fast motion combat. It felt it like nice. it was more than 10 frames a second. Yes, exactly. It was it was much more that felt much more than ten frames per second. It was nice, so it didn't get a ding on that either. It wasn't like Dragon now, Ball their hold one pose for half the episode. Ah! Yeah, no, nothing like that. Right. Now the story, it's very straightforward. Uh, I I would like to call it serviceable, but it, it's not good. I mean, I don't need a Shyamalan twist. I just need at some point during the season go. Oh, well, that's interesting. Well, I didn't quite expect that one little thing one little thing yeah it'd have been all right but no i didn't get that i expected everything that happened everything that happened was like yep yeah, yeah, i saw that coming three episodes ago yeah. yeah so not good two two stars is not good only if you are a fan of of uh of dragons really and also or, all these other bad things in this list if you like all yeah, those yeah yeah if you if you like all the things that i put in red then yeah go for it Actually, if you like all the things I put in red, 
then you should probably uh, view High School DxD. Wait, let me write that down. Yes. <laughs> Dr. says says even the, even the squid parts. The, the, the naughty tentacles? Yeah. Yes. Does High School DxD have that? High School DxD has that. High School DxD has gratuitous nudity. It has the harem. It has naughty tentacles. It has gratuitous... Well, not sexuality, but nudity. has a bumbling hero, but... Unlike the unlike in the in this one, the bumbling hero actually undergoes training because he realizes that yeah, I got some raw talent, but I'm not going to be able to use it unless I actually practice. Madness. I know, right? But yeah, uh, the hothead female lead. Yep, all of them are, and they're all after him. They all want his body, and he's like, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that is Dragonar Academy. Don't not watch it. Recommended. Not recommended. Now, let's get to something that is recommended. Yeah. Sword Art Online season one half. Heathen Dog, season one half. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm I looked for that online. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find season one half online. What's going on? No, don't worry. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to talk about Sword Art Online. Uh, this uh, it takes place in 2022. And uh, uh, this is the advent of what's called Nerve Gear. It's a helmet that actually takes you inside a game real virtual reality directly pumped into your brain so you feel so, everything so yes you see hear taste touch feel everything because it's directly put in your game and whenever you move whenever you blink whenever you affect something in the world that impulse doesn't go to your body it goes to the nerve gear and the nerve gear sends back the proper response. So you feel things. So you see things. So you hear things. It's great. And the same guy who created that, uh, Akihiko Kayaba is the same guy who invented the game for it. Sword art online. He invented the technology. He had to invent the technology to play a game. He invented. It's a pretty wicked sweet game. Yes, it's a wicked sweet game, and this guy is wicked, wicked sweet smart. So, yeah. And crazy. And uh, uh, the 10,000 players uh, were, were able to log in on the first day. Okay, that was the limit. 10,000 was the limit. Didn't so want to strain the servers. Exactly. Didn't want to strain the servers too much. 10,000 people. And uh, then um, then they couldn't log out. No, they could not. There's a little logout button it was missing and they found out that no that's that's by design uh Kaiba trapped them there and they, they have to finish the game to get out and this that this game is an mmo with 100 floors with bosses on each floor and you have to beat all of them if you die in the game you die in real life if someone tries to help you to get out of the game by say pulling off your helmet you die in real life yeah actually uh i've actually seen this one it's actually there's a neat opening scene where like it shows everyone like getting used to the game and like this guy sitting on this hot chick well hey you want to go okay you know and then when he says oh and by the way first let's uh let's fix things and he goes and changes all their character models so they look like how they look in real life life and like oh you said you were a girl oh you said you were a teenager yeah they're like ah also every like most look kind of fat and dumpy you know yeah so i had that in clip three but i had to cut it for time Oh, okay but that was a great moment it was a cool moment yeah Yeah. but and then he uh, well he also says that there are like microwave transmitters yes in the helmets oh i'm sorry i didn't know why is that a clip three not one because 
That's the beginning. Because because he's the antagonist. That's episode the antagonist one. always comes after the protagonist in my, right. in my anime sentence. Okay, let's get to the details. Punk. Uh, directed by Tomohiko Ito. Uh, written by Reiki Kawahara. Music by Yuki Kajiro. Kaji, Kajira. Uh, studio is A1 Pictures. I Kajiro. love it. Kajiro! Uh, licensed by Madman Entertainment, Anaplex of America, and Manga Entertainment. Original network is a laundry list because this thing was super popular. Mm-hmm. So that's everybody. The original run was uh, January 12, 2012 to December 22, 2012. That's for season one. That's all 25 episodes. I'm only talking about the first 14. And there's and a I'll reason for that. Reason for that. I'll tell you why at the end. But you can watch it on both Hulu and Netflix. And you should. So you have your choice. And you should. Exactly right. But we'll, now, you, he'll tell you why. Let's get to the main characters. Main character, Kirito. He's our main protagonist. He, he was one of the beta testers of SAO. Yeah, he, uh, he was one of the 1,000 people randomly chosen in a lottery to get shipped to him exclusively for free, the game and a Nerf Gear headset. And uh, so he was one of the one of the 1,000 people who tested it for six months. You didn't and get then, any carryover gear or anything, though. No, no, he didn't. You just got any, you just got to be able to play the most highly anticipated, most awesome game ever. Yeah, for... and get get the helmet, which costs like a thousand dollars for free. free. So good on him. And of course, since since he was a beta tester, he was automatically one of the 1,000. Uh, I'm sorry, one of the 10,000 people to be able to log in on day one. So he was trapped, just like everybody else. Uh, he is a solo player. He doesn't group with people. He doesn't like it. He does not like he doesn't like people. He's nice to people. People he likes people. People like him fine. He just likes to fight alone. And when I say of some renown, I mean he's got he's got names. I mean people know him by oh that's the black swordsman or that's is... the beater of beater of the front lines or well, whatever. They call him the beater because people accuse him of being a cheater and a beta tester. They combine it to beater. Exactly right. They, they, you watched it. Good I job. liked this one. It was yeah, good. I go. actually have yeah. a two PS4 games based on this. Excellent. Excellent. Now, uh, before we run this first clip, I have to talk to you about PK groups, uh, player killer groups. Now, uh, in this game, there are two types of people. There are people who believe that if you die in the game, you actually die. And there are people who think it's all a trick. Well, the people who think it's all a trick, so- sometimes they, they form into groups to be player killers. If you're outside of town, you're outside a safe zone, they kill you and take all your loot and get rich. And they don't feel bad at all because it's just a game. Yeah, they don't, or they're just kidding themselves that it's, that it's just a game just, just just because deep down they like killing folks. Right, and these are people who aren't taking up the main quest to try and beat the game and get out. They've just kind of given up on doing that because that's hard. So they're doing the easy thing and just living. Exactly. Now, in this first clip we're coming up, uh, we, we, we get to see Kirito going up against one of these PK groups. Now, he was turned on to this PK group because uh, their last victims, the Silver Knights or whatever, uh, was the was the guild. Uh, they, they were they were killed. All but the leader were, were killed by, by this PK group. And the leader went to the front lines, the, the highest level that is currently explored, begging frontline players to go back down to this much lower level floor and not kill these people but take them to a prison area now uh the the people who do believe that yes this is when you die here you die uh created a a a, a non-pvp uh area 
know, they created functional towns and people took up yeah. people became shit. People were like, I'm not a fighter. I was just text out for fun. I'm going to open a store. Yes, yes, they have a lot, but they also have uh, p- people who who, uh, who created their own their own prisons, their made own it judiciary non, system. Non, yeah, made it non PVP and made special warp crystals that warp people to this prison so they can't get out. So no one can hurt them, but they can't hurt anyone else anymore. And that that's what this that that's what this uh, this former guild leader was trying to beg these people to do. Kirito, of course, being on the front line, saw this guy and like, all right, well. I'm in. Give, give, give me that war crystal. I'm a, I'll do it. Everyone else is here's like, all, whatever. Here's what? all my money. I don't want your money. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And during this clip is you, when you see him take care of it. Let's head Blam. He's walking over the bridge. Like, they think they recognize him. Like, that can't be. That's the Black Swordsman. That was actually a really cool moment when it happens to see it. Yep. Right, similar. Uh, what's funny is, like, this is how they look in real life. So that chick's actually pretty hot in real life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all these guys look like this in real life because that that was that was uh, uh, Akiaba's or what's his name's gift to everyone that uh, you look exactly like. I like how they can see his life bar just like not even going down as they're all slashing. I know. I know. Like, it goes down. Yeah. Come right back up. Goes down. Comes right back up. <laughs> huh? That's the total damage you could seven could do to me. Oh, that's it, huh? I'm gonna kill all of you now. I'm level 78. You guys are punks. <laughs> I love it. My battle can only skill auto regenerates faster than you could have hurt him. <laughs> Ah! My clients made his entire fortune to buy this warp crystal. Yeah! Oh, Green, if you heard. Yeah, see, part of their plan is like the trick they do is that she never personally engages in the combat, so her PvP flag never goes off, so they yeah, can, she, she can trick people. Exactly. She, she sets up groups that she joins. To be killed by all of her other guildmates. Yep, and so that way yeah. she doesn't get flagged, but all her buddies do, and that's exactly. fine. And then they yeah. all share in the loot. If you uh, if you if you hurt another player, uh, your your little you you have a little green red reticule above above your head that people can see. If you hurt another player, that turns yellow for a couple of days. If you kill another player, that turns red for a long time. And then yellow for a long time, and then eventually back to back to green. Yep. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So if you if you hurt someone or you kill someone, people are gonna know it. And then it's gonna be really hard to find a group or anyone to trust you. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And uh, throughout the narrative, you you find out because uh, well, I'll tell you. I mean, he 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 has the fastest reflexes of anyone in the game. The reason we know that is because later on. He gets a unique skill called dual wielding, where you can wield two weapons at the same time. No one else in this game has that skill. It has no prerequisites. It was just given to Kirito out of the blue. It appeared one day in a skill list. Uh, you shouldn't spoil why. People should I'm not gonna have to watch. Why. I'm not going to spoil why. Yeah. But it just did. Okay, now we're going to go to our, our female lead, Asuna. Female lead is, is Asuna. Now, in the beginning of the game, she is a mousy girl, but uh, but you know she she's capable in combat. Well, we in the beginning, her... she's kind of mousy, but she definitely has like a core set of beliefs she exactly, sticks to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, later on, about episode four or five, she gets reintroduced as the vice leader of the strongest guild in the game. She is no joke. 
she is also known uh as the as you know she has she has uh she has nicknames the flash because uh the way the way i interpret this game is very much like shroud of the avatar it's not so much class based but right. skill based so she dumped all of her skills into speed and defense whereas kirito dumped all of his skills into speed and strength and other people dumped all their skills in other ways to make themselves i'm a cavalier oh i'm a thief oh i'm a ranger you know you can make all that depending on how you kit yourself out with skills anyway uh in the in the first season uh she's known as the flash in the in the second season uh uh she she's in a different game and uh she's known as the berserk healer where she's yeah technically this this game has a class and she's a cleric but she likes to go in front and, like, yeah but then so we shouldn't really talk i know i know know. anyway uh uh i'm gonna give you a a a clip of her uh this is uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to i'm gonna give a little backstory to it uh, this this is uh, a town, but the guild in this town is abusing the people. Yeah, uh, strong arming them, uh, taking their gear, to, uh, taking their stuff, taking their money, uh, calling it a tax, whatever. And th- and th- they started doing it to this orphanage. Now this orphanage is very important. When 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 Asuna and Kirito find out about this, they get super pissed off, because as you can imagine, not every single person of the ten thousand people who first who joined on day one were of age right some of them were just kids talking in with their like, older yeah, brothers or parents or yeah something. yeah playing with their older brothers or parents or whatever you know and they put on the nerve gear they're nine they're 10 they're 11 and their older brother died or you know was killed by a monster or, or another player and now they're all alone well there there are there are people who take care of these orphaned children and this this guild was strong arming one of these or one, one of these uh, caretakers and they did not like that at all so let's see the clip oh. <laughs> I like how she is says you take care of her <laughs> whammo she is super pissed Right in the back. No, just stand there do something. Oh no! Look, look how easily she's whooping him. You're all gonna do something? Yeah, he's the leader. <laughs> uh, let's, let's consider this. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> good plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left all the ovens on. <laughs> I think I hear my mother calling. Yeah. So yeah, she is no joke. Yes, right. I agree. Yes, uh, she has feelings for for Kirito. They they're in in the first half of the season. They're not really they're they're still feeling each other out metaphorically, trying to figure well, out. Well, by what's the end what. of the first half, they're really solid. Yes, yes, they're, they're they're solid by the end of the first half season. But I'm not reviewing that. Yeah, half, but so. I I did like yeah. actually because I could talk intelligently about that. I really liked how their relationship built. It yeah, wasn't just awesome. look, we are both awesome in this game. Yes. You are so awesome. I have love for you now. You know, it wasn't it, like that. Yeah, it was, it was totally. It was seeing each other's character, right? And and in 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 both uh, stressful situations and non-stressful situations. I mean, uh, she uh, she fell in love with him as much for his 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 courage in combat 
as for his his wantingness to help an old lady carry groceries. Right, you know? or how I mean, he yeah. showed he was trustworthy with just minor stuff. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I thought that was a nice, a little fast, but still it showed a progression of their relationship that made right. sense, which I liked. Yeah, now, me too. Now, let's get to the main antagonist, Akihiko Kaiba. Yeah. Uh, he's the creator of both SAO and the Nerve Gear required to play SAO. And Snappy Dresser. And a Snappy Dresser, that's right. He purposefully trapped 10,000 people in the game because he wanted to. Because it was he got his jollies. Basically, that's that was his that was his goal in life was to do this. He created the game and created the Nerve Gear for the game for the express purpose of trapping 10,000 people in his world and being an absent god. Now, we're going to see this clip. Uh, it's long. It's over two and a half minutes long. It was six and a half minutes. I cut the crap out of it. You might, you might, see, you might notice some cutscenes that are that aren't exactly proper. I'm not a professional. Shut up. I cut as much as I could so you could get the gist on on, a, on exactly this guy's deal. So hit it. Morning, morning, morning. And this is when everyone realized the stuff has hit the fan. With all the blood coming down, it's kind of a clue. Yeah, yeah. He decided to go full-on creeper on this one. Hey, why not? If you want to be a god of hellfire, you got to show a little blood. That's all I'm saying. Yep. If you want to be a vengeful god, then this is how you do it. Yeah, you know. Welcome to my world. I'm bigger than you suckers. That's the moment. I have this old person in control. Yes, this is still the part where they are looking however they want. Yes, yes. Notice that the, the logout button's missing from your menus. <laughs> Not a defect. It's on purpose. It's a feature. <laughs> it's a feature. Working as intended. I thought that was funny. It's working as intended. It's not a defect. It's a feature. That's right. You can't log out yourself and know to the outside. I do like how later they address how uh, they actually, people actually had to go, like the police and the government had to track down everyone logged in because they were all starving to death. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. But in, in this one, they, they explain why they, they, that you can't just yeah. take the helmet off. Yeah, it'll destroy your brain and you'll die. Unfortunately, several family and friends have already ignored this warning and have attempted to remove the nerve gear, and they're dead now. Yes. 213 players are already dead. Nice. Nice. Which sucks, but hey, you know what? You rolls your dice, you take your chances. <laughs> it's a little much. So you see, the news organization is already known now. Yay! So you'll, you'll probably be okay. We assume that the danger of nerve gear being removed is now minimal. Oh, good. Great. Minimal is not zero, butthead. Oh, maybe they do have normal cells now. No. Well, like I said, I, I cut that. Yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah. There's no method of revising the game. If you put it off to zero, you're dead. So I guess there's no resurrection spell, huh? Mm. Destroy your brain. Brain, brain. I wonder why. Because I can. Why would he do this? He developed Sword Art. He's so awesome. He's a man about town. Why would he do this? Because this is why I did it. Yeah, the whole reason was was to get them here, to 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 make them live in this world, a world he created. That's right. This world, not one with like fairy wings and elves. Yes, this one. Yes. Not, 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 not the other one. <laughs> like I says, this is your tutorial. Good luck. <laughs> it's like, oh, yep. this tutorial sucked, just so you know. <laughs> I'm filling it out in my survey. One star. <laughs> <laughs> survey did not help me. 
Uh, brutal. Yes, very brutal. That's the clip. That's the clip. Okay, now uh, you you find out later that uh, that he uh, he says he's he is the boss at level one hundred. He's the final boss. You know, he's yep. the guy waiting at the top of 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 Aaron Crad uh, Fortress at level one hundred. And if you beat him, you clear the game. Everyone gets to go home. That's right. So that that is why people are going up the the, the fortress to try and get to try and get home. Now, not everyone. And does. you can bet there were the ones who are at the top of the game are working in very tight teams. Yes, yes, because they they're the ones whose lives are most in danger. Yep. Yeah. So that that's the way it is. Now let's let's uh let's, let's get to what I thought of it. Four and a half stars. I'll agree with wow. that. For yes. the first half season. For the first half season, four and a half stars. Now, the reason I stop at I stop this this uh, this review at episode number fourteen out of twenty five, is that episode fourteen out of twenty five. Kirito gets out of the game. He he takes off the Nerve Gear helmet. His hair is long because it's it's been two years in real time. Well, he's also in a hospital ward. He can barely stand. He can barely stand because his his muscles, even though he's had physical therapy, have all atrophied. His muscles have atrophied, so he's grabbing on to his IV stand and hobbling around looking for Asuna. Which I thought was a great ending. It was a great ending to season one, but they decided no. Yeah. That's only halfway through. Yeah. That's your mid-season finale, which was stupid. So I'm not doing that. So, excellent character development. Every single person you see in this picture right now had at least an episode, maybe even an episode and a half of character development. That you got to know them. You yep. knew you got to know their personalities, you got to know their likes, their foibles, their 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 good things, their bad things, everything. It was great. It was like no character left behind day. It was great. The action was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, uh yes, it's 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 very uh, MMO technical. Sure. Yeah, if you're a fan of MMOs, especially fantasy oh, yeah. MMOs, then, then oh yeah, you'll yeah. definitely love this. Yeah. It's it's MMO technical, but it's also very fast motion. Uh, they they don't use blurring effect very much at all. Well, also what I would love and is very exciting. Within the world, like the rules they created, everything makes sense. Yes. And that there's no like, oh wait, this guy actually could turn into a dragon too. It's like, wait, what? Where did that come from? Oh yeah, no, none of that crap happens. Everything makes sense within the rules as they were set up. Yep. The story, excellent. Absolutely excellent. I mean, this is how people would react if they were trapped in the game. In in the first week, people, so many people committed suicide. So uh, so many people went crazy, started killing other people until they had to be put down. You know, all all of this is 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 actually said in the game. Yep. I mean, uh, there 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 was there was one guy who was the leader of a guild. His entire guild was wiped out in a dungeon while he was off buying a house, a guild house for them. He comes back. Kirito has to tell him that the rest of the guild is dead. He drops the keys to the guild house he just bought, climbs up on the railing, and jumps off the floating city. Because those were his only friends, and he died. Those were his only friends in life, and they're all dead. And so he killed himself. The uh, well, Actually, later they also meet a uh, like a middle-aged guy who's like a banker or something in real life. And there he decides, like, you know what? I'm going to consider this retirement. 
So uh, he uh, got a shack by a lake or a nice little house by a lake, and he goes fishing all day. Yeah, he goes fishing all day. That's what he does. You know, there there are there are people who just stay in the in the town of beginnings, the the the, yep. the level zero town, the newbie right? zone. The, 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 yeah, the newbie zone. They just stay there. They never leave the town be, because the, the the town is a is a safe it's zone. safe there, and it's no a fully people. functional city. So hey, why leave? Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, if uh, all you have to do is is raise a crafting skill and you can open up a stand and make money. That's right. Um, are you going to address what happens in the other half of season one? No, no, I'm not. Now, uh, it, it's pretty dumb. It is pretty dumb. Now, paragon of the genre. The reason I'm saying this is because if if you speak to anyone, hey, uh, g- give me give me five examples of an anime where people get trapped in a game. Sword Art, Sword Art Online or Sao is going to be one of them. Is well, going to be one of them well you could even say something like name the best 10 anime of the past 10 years and this will probably be on the list this will most likely be on the list but but i'm I'm specific i'm being specific to the genre yeah they're all sword art online is always going to be on the list duncan i do you want duncan i host says come on does that mean come on you want to hear what happens the second half of season one well you can watch it on hulu or netflix i'm not going to tell you about it because it's stupid it is pretty dumb I was really disappointed. Now, what I what I recommend you do is you watch the first fourteen episodes of season one, stop, then skip to season two, right away. Probably a good Just choice. Go straight to season two. But they talk about the other half of season one. You will lose the backstory of one character, one. That's yeah, that's it. not even important. But, yeah, which I don't even consider important either. One character. He's gonna that's Google all. it. Yeah, all right, I'll Google it. Just don't put it in chat. All right, now. Oh, we're almost. Uh, the time for your segment's almost up, so I can't tell him. There you go. Now, uh, what what's the bad thing about it? They get out. Halfway through the first season, they get out of the trap. I don't consider that bad, just because it makes for a nice, great, cohesive no, story. I, I but it's a great, cohesive it story for half a season. Yeah, exactly. I consider it. Excuse me. I consider it bad because that should have been at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. It they, should have been. That whole second half of first season shouldn't have happened. I I agree. I agree. They go. should have expanded upon more points for the first half of the exactly. season. Exactly. This is the only bad thing about it is that it had a second half. That's the only thing. That's it. Give you that. But anyway, that's all I got. That's my anime on the stream. Uh, Duncan Idaho, you go ahead and Google it. You look at it. You, 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 you check it out. You do not throw it in chat. I will ban you. I swear I will. I'll unban you. Ban you from chat. I'll unban you. I'll ban Garthon from chat. Darn it. He got me. Ban I can't him. I can't stop that. Can't. He's can't. the dog's a bad man. He's unstoppable. I'm the, ult- I'm the ultimate moderator. Can't hope to stop, can only hope to contain him. But today oh, no. for our alcohol of choice, we have let's see here. We have a Stoli crushed pineapple. That doesn't sound like it'll be too bad. Doesn't sound like it'll be too bad. We're That's actually a out. real vodka brand. It is. It is a real vodka brand, but I wouldn't call it great, to be sure. But you're not. It's not like it's a uh, Ahab's like bathtub vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't fall off the back of a to the back of a Slavic truck or anything. So right. I guess that should be okay. Wow, I just take that. That's uh, pineapple. <clears throat> it is not smooth. It is rough. <laughs> Wow, that thing is rougher than it should be. It's rougher than just regular vodka. And the pineapple taste is very minimal. 
and it's very, very uh, uh, pineapple lifesaver type flavor. That's what I expected. Yeah, it's not good. You should eat some great goose or something. Yeah, I, I cannot recommend this. It's, it's not, not not like Loco Nut. I can recommend Loco Nut. <laughs> I can't recommend this. All right. Uh, more Heathen Dog on YouTube. You can check out Heathen Dog with his anime and RPG segments. His team-ups with me, Garthon, and Star Trek Online and Secret World Legends. Check out his past streams through Star Trek Online, StarCraft II, Monopoly Plus, Amnesia, Outlast, and Outlast Whistleblower. Uh, he, thank you, Baldahar, for both of those. Thank you, Baldahar. Uh, also, uh, you can check out his streams Monday and Thursday at 12 noon Central. Where he's Not doing this s- Monday, because this Monday is Christmas, and I will be at my family's during during uh, during noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. So, no Just because he's the heathen Christmas dog doesn't mean everyone around him is. Sorry. They drag him off for their weird celebrations. Yeah. The heathen Every, dog is sex because the heathen dog every, is everyone, gifts. Everyone's got, got their pagan rituals for this time of year, and I got mine. <laughs> Yours involves apparently pineapple stoli. Yes. <laughs> At least right now it does. Uh, but check out his stream. He's Starway Fleet. He has a mission he's trying to accomplish. But... There's one mission. There's one mission that I just can't. There's a nut that I can't crack. I'm going to beat it before I stop streaming that game. Yeah. I'm going to beat it. And then. And then. And then. Sneak preview for those of you watching now. My next game after Starway Fleet is not going to be Soma. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. no. It's going to be it's going to be Naruto Ninja Storm 4. The fighting game? The fighting game. I'm streaming that bad boy. You're not good at fighting games. And it's a console game ported to a keyboard, which means it's going to suck. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stream that one. Why don't you get like an it. Xbox controller? Because that costs money. I don't, I want to spend on a new graphics card and not on an Xbox controller. Fair enough. Yeah. Doctor says I read enough of the synopsis to know what you guys are talking about. Uh, head desk, I agree. Keep it off the stream. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Duncan Idaho. What's get heathen off for Christmas? Go to the liquor store and buy one of every nip they have. <laughs> Only the cheap ones. Look for, like, the dusty dollar bin in the back. Yes, yes. The more dust it has on it, the better. The more hobo-centric it is, that's where you want to go. <laughs> oh, this was next to where they keep the bindles. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I'm, I am, I am uh, my, in my next anime on the stream, I'm going to do uh, Sword, Online, Sword Art Online Season 2, which is also good. Not not as good as the first half of Season no, no, 1, it's not. but still good. Still good. And I'll have some really nice, nice clips for that because that has really cool clips, especially of, of, of Asuna. She gets to be real badass in season two. Yeah, she does, which is yeah, good because she she's a good character. She's a nice female character. She's never yes. she's never helpless damsel crap. She is capable in every right. way. Right. Yes. And, and the times when she needs help, she's not like, oh, no, I can't. She's like, hey, help me out with this. You yeah, know. exactly. She, she's rational. She's right. a rational female anime character, She's which is a realistic hard to character. Oh my god, no! I know, right? That that is few and far between. But she, it happens. She's incredibly capable of doing anything on just about anything on her own, but she doesn't say, "I can do this on my own." Exactly. You know, she doesn't have to always like, "I am powerful." She doesn't have to do that crap. She shows it just by being yes. awesome. Rest with the Foundry mission that shall not be named. There we go. <laughs> the blue death. Part twenty, whatever it was. Now uh, I got to turn off my camera for a moment because I have to uh, blow my nose. Hang on, one second. I thought you were gonna throw up. All right. Oh, not gonna throw up. It's nose blowing. Let's go to Garth. Let alone presents Garthon's comic pull. All right. So X Men Gold number eighteen, written by Mark Guggenheim, 
Artist is Ken Lashley. Colors by Arif Pronto. Prianto. Uh, cover by Ken Lashley and Juan Fernandez. That's a good cover. Except, I would say that the anatomy is off on those leg muscles, but you know what? Nightcrawlers are freaky mutants, so I don't know. Maybe that's entirely accurate. I can't, you know, can't say anything. All right, so in this issue, the X-Men have gotten them... Well, not all the X-Men. Due to a series of events, Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler ended up on an alien ship leaving Earth. And the other X-Men were like, oh, crap, we got to get our friends. Their friends didn't intend to go on the ship. They just ended up stuck there because that, like, knocked unconscious or something. Long story. So, there's the alien world. The dude's there. is like the leader of the bad guys. And he's like, ah, oh, ha, ha, I have stowaways. Waha, evil, evil. Uh, so he puts a collar on Kitty Price so she can't phase away. And he throws Nightcrawler in a dungeon where he can't, where there's no visible exits. So if he teleports, he's going to teleport blind. Uh, which could mean he could teleport inside a wall and die. In this issue... Uh, also, the previous issue, the rest of the X-Men figured out where they were, uh, borrowed a spaceship, and flew out there. Because the X-Men can borrow a spaceship, I guess. They go to space all the time. The X-Men go to space all the time. I can't help that. X-Men um, don't go to space all the time. Yes, they do. They do. Professor X's girlfriend was a freaky bird alien. Oh, God. That was like the 80s, man. She keeps showing back up. Really? Wow. Yes, constantly. Um, Mojoverse. Well, that's a separate universe. Uh, Cyclops' dad is a space pirate. Fair. X-Men are always in space. Alright. Uh, so. When they get to the planet, the planet dude, they, uh, planet dudes, like, get into the middle of a fight. They start get they start whooping everyone's butt, and the people are like, whoa, okay, okay, hey, hey, uh, don't whoop all of our butts, you know, that's cool. And they, they figure out the situation where the evil guy, bad guy, has their friends. Uh, but the revolution, the resistance for the evil bad guy is like, hey, and who act, the re basically the resistance kicked out the bad guy and his sense it, uh, threw his butt to outer space and he's up on Earth and his minions picked him up from Earth. That's the next thing got stuck with him. And yeah, the next like... Earth, the, the Earth is the ghetto of the universe. It is. Everything's, everything ends up there eventually. It's like yeah. the lint trap. Mm. So... It's actually, I gotta give Mark Guggenheim credit in how it's actually presented when they get there. Neither side really wants the X-Men there. They're like, look, we're having a civil war over our planet. We don't need you jerks in the way. And the X-Men are like, we agree. We don't want to be in the way. We don't want to join either side. We don't have a dog in this race. We just want our friends back and to go freaking home. That's all we want. That's it. We're, we don't want to care about your politics. We don't care who did what when. We just want our guys to go. And the revolution's like, well, hey, you, we'll help you out, get your friends, and uh, on the side, we'll topple the evil dictator who's trying to re-dictate us after we already kicked him out. They're like, whatever, dude, we don't care. We just got to get our friend. Then the evil dictator forces are like, hey, you know what? Uh, meet me at such and such. I'll give your dang friends back in a spaceship so you get the heck off my planet. Hey, deal. You know, what's funny is, you know, you know, Storm's like, that sounds like a great deal. And one of the other members of the team says, uh, this uh, sounds like a trap. And Old Man Logan, because for some reason they can't have Wolverine, it's Old Man Logan, um, says, actually, no, it probably isn't, because this guy really probably just wants us gone, because he knows we can kick his army's butt. Mm. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Nightcrawler uh, has had a little freakout in the dungeon. He's like, I've been left here to die, because that's what they told him they were going to do. Um, and if I teleport out, I probably I might die, but that's a might compared to definitely dying in here. So uh, let's do that. So he does it, and it nearly kills him. But here's the thing. Nightcrawler's backstory is currently really screwed up. How so? He was dead for a long time. Why? I mean, how? I don't remember. Okay. It doesn't matter. He died. He was actually in heaven. Uh, oh. And then he, like, left, like, was brought back from heaven to help out and be alive again. Oh, that's so Buffy. Yeah, it is. I, that's the same thing I thought. Because basically he <laughs> thinks, like, if he died, oh, no, he'd go back to heaven. Boo-hoo. Yeah. But oh, he darn. actually, because of how he was pulled back out of heaven, he cannot die. You kidding me? As long as he's not evil, he cannot die because he won't be wow. go to. Uh, basically, Nightcrawler is uh, a Catholic, and right. his afterlife actually conforms to his Catholic beliefs. Sure. So unless, as long as he's good, he takes it to heaven. If he sure. stops being good, he gets stuck in purgatory until his soul is cleansed or go to hell. Those are your three options. Okay. So as long as he's still a hero and being good, he's not going to go to the other two places. And right now, he's blocked from going to heaven, so he cannot die. All right. So he's he's a lot like uh, um, uh, Mr. Immortal. What's his name? The, the yeah, the something like thing. that. He actually yeah, cannot where, die. Yeah, yeah he, where, where, where he can't go to hell and he can't go to heaven, so his body just regenerates from everything. Right. At this point, Duncan Dyle came back. Now he's very confused. That's okay. We're talking the X Men. You should never understand what's happening in X Men comics. Apparently. After after 1989, the X Men became convoluted and weird. Yeah. After. Uh, yeah. Pretty much after uh, after the 90s, after Jim Lee and all them left the X books, mm-hmm. Sylvester and all them, it's just ever since Image formed, X Men's been weird. a mess. Got weird. Yeah. Just been a mess. Yep. So, all right, X Men is such a mess. That for a while, I'm not going to mention the writer's name because he should never be allowed to write anything. Okay. He actually, all right, Nightcrawler's origins has been kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. Then they revealed that his mother was Mystique, the yes, shape changer. And it was like, but Mystique yes. looks so young. She's a shape changer. She can look over old she, she wants. wants. I mean, come on. And she doesn't age because she has full control of her cells and she doesn't want to age. So she doesn't. So, so she doesn't. You know, fair. I yep. wouldn't either. Um, you mean you see my hair? Come on, I wouldn't have that. Exactly. No, your hair's good. I like it. No, it's not. I'm sorry. No, it's not good. I'm sorry. Okay. But the uh, last time the space heard and how Nightcrawler's... It's not paramount to the plot. It's paramount to a plot point. Um, anyway. So... He made me lose track of where I was. Well, you, you were talking about uh, not oh. Nightcrawler's background, but... All right, so they actually made... So this idiot writer, whose name I will not mention, actually said, revealed his father was Satan. Meph- uh, Mephisto? Yes. Or actual Satan? Oh, actual Satan, Mephisto. Yes. Ugh. Yes. So he's not only, like, looks like a devil, he is the devil. Shut up. Which he's, is, he's Little Nicky. They, they made him into Little Nicky. Yeah, which is extra stupid, because at the uh-huh. time they revealed this, he was actually a priest. Stop. He had quit the X-Men and become a priest. And Angel, guess what he's half? Guess. No, no, guess. stop it. Stop it. He's half Angel. And Shut Angel's up. blood actually heals people now. No. But it hurts Nightcrawler because he's a devil. No, no. 
<laughs> exactly. That is my opinion. I I I blank all that because it basically almost everything that writer put in, whose I will not mention, has been retconned out because it's that stupid. Anyway. Anyway, let's not talk about that anymore. So he teleports out. He almost gets killed, but he doesn't. Uh, he ends okay. up like impaling himself on the sword of a giant demony looking statue, which is a statue of their this planet's great and hoary ancient elder god. And then he teleports off of that as soon as he can. He's like, ow, 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 ow. I'm gonna sit here and uh, recover for a long time. Ow, ow, ow. At this point, impaling does that to someone. Yeah, it does. The other X Men all show up to meet with evil demon looking uh, bad guy and say, all right. We're here. Uh, we this guy showed where, us where it was. Our, our friend, where, where's the ship? Let's go. Yeah, basically our liaison with the rebels brought us here. Uh, they said, ah, here's Kitty. Here's your friend. Uh, we had two friends. That's Kitty Pride. We want the other one. And she's wearing a card for to block her powers. She can't phase. He's like, yeah, he died. So sorry about that. But here's your ship later. And they all kind of look at him like, uh, he can't die. So we know you're full of crap. And then he, then uh, their buddy Leazon pulls a rifle on him, and says, "Yeah, and it's a trap anyway, because I've actually been working for him the whole time. I'm, I'm his plant in the, in the rebels. Uh, you know, hail our evil dark emperor. Yeah, we're happy he's Great. back home. Great, super. Great, thanks. They're like, yeah, we expected that too. That's why uh, we had Storm uh, backing us up. She didn't come with us. You noticed that. They're like, who? And then she lightning bolts everyone. All right, cool, game on. Um, well, yeah, th- there you go, man. You, you, you friggin' poke the bear. You <laughs> yeah, know, at you, that point. You, you, yeah, you, you could have just given everyone back, send the X-Men back on their way, and you could have had your little coup in peace. But now, no, you had to screw people over, yep. you had to poke the bear, and now you get the claws. That's the funny part is, if Nightcrawler hadn't teleported away, he would have given them both back. Yeah, but they still would have betrayed him. They actually said that. Yeah, they, they, the but, they would, but they would have blown up the place. ship in orbit. Exactly. The betrayal was put into place anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Curse your untimely but inevitable betrayal. Exactly. Um, so, and then, while they're fighting, like, you know, we're going to whoop your army's butt. He's like, oh, yeah, you see, we're, I was like in this valley, because, uh, uh, Storm grabs him, is like, hey, you know, I'm just going to drop you from up here, and you're, you know, way up here, and you're going to die. He's like, you're not going to drop me, you're a hero. She's like, test me, test me, you're trying to kill us. He's like, you know what, I don't care anyway, because, uh, there's a reason I brought you here. Why, to see the statue? That's not a statue. That actually is our god. And then he, of course, starts breaking out. Rawr, giant evil guy. Oh, and now, now it's all Conan the Barbarian 2. Yeah, except it's even bigger. Conan the Destroyer. Conan like, the Destroyer. Oh, the evil god wakens. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Now, this is even bigger than Andre the Giant, um, who was uncredited in the role of the evil god in Conan the Destroyer. Oh. That was Andre in that, ma- in that makeup. In that costume. I wouldn't even call it makeup. Yeah. It was a costume. There's actually, I know this is a stupid side note, there's actually a great picture. You can Google it. It's a, it's an on-the-set photo of behind the scenes of Conan the Destroyer, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger standing in between Arnold... Uh, sorry, Arnold Schwarzenegger standing in between Andre the Giant and... Uh, who was the other guy? Wilt Chamberlain? Uh, the big black guy, Barbarian. But he's standing in between the two of them, and he's like... And because they're both just towering, like two feet over him. He's like six foot... T- Six foot two. These guys just like looks looking over. He's like he just looks puny. It's really funny actually. It's a great picture. Anyway, so back to this comic book. You talked about you talking about anyway. Um, 
the plot was pretty easy to follow. I liked how the character really made sense. Um, there's a brief side thing about how uh, Rachel Gray is starting to show signs of being the Phoenix. Like, she's, like, getting the black marks like she used to have when she lived in a evil alternate future. I just put that picture in chat. Oh, you found the picture? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great picture. Because the other... He's a big dude, but he looks really tiny there. Um, so, I enjoyed the book. It progressed the story nicely. I liked the, the bad guys like, oh, we would have, but, you know, we are still evil. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was the whole, that statue is our god. Then he, like, breaks out. like, rawr. It's like, ah, you know, just fighting a giant isn't that cool. Looks like Richard Hammond in a bodysuit. Uh, anyway... Uh, so, hmm, what is it? How many stars does it get? Uh, I did enjoy this issue. Let's see, it's one, two, three stars. Okay. Above average, art was really solid. Um, a little boring at times. I mean, there's just, there could have been better ways to show some of the scenes, but it, I did have a lot of, I did have enjoyment out of it. But overall, it's just kind of like, eh. But that's X-Men Gold, number 18. Not bad. Not bad. Not great. Well, if it's not bad and not great, that's a two and a half, right? It's pretty – I liked it. You know, it wasn't like, eh, average – you know, generic average comic. It was eh, – I, I had some good moments in there. Okay. All right. Stream delay made, him guess, made that guess a question. All right. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Good job, Duncan. All right, next up. Uncanny Avengers number 30. Uh, written by Jim Zub. Art by Sean Isaacs. Colors by Tamara, or Tamara Bonvillain. Uh, cover by Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson. Tamara. 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 Um, there's a lot of hearts on that cover. There All is right. an inordinate amount. Right now... Uh, Marvel has announced that all of the I've, I've mentioned this before in the stream all of the Avengers titles are getting cancelled and merging into one weekly Avengers series so Uncanny Avengers Avengers US Avengers and any other Avengers books they got the Avengers, yeah, and they're going to come out four times a month right and the three main writers are going to alternate writing duties we'll see how it works out it's we'll see out. Eh, probably not uh <laughs> Um, this you could tell Uncanny Avengers has been the one well I shouldn't say the one book Uncanny Avengers has been doing a good job laying groundwork for you could see where things are going if you didn't know this was happening you could still kind of guess um, Johnny Storm has recently inherited uh, Reed Richards' vast fortune and after last last couple issues, he's been dealing with lawyers and stuff. Uh, in this issue, he's hanging out with Rogue, who they've started to kind of get a relationship going. And wait, wait, wait. He, and she still can't touch anybody, or is that a, not a thing anymore? I don't remember at this point. It goes back okay. and forth so often. All right. I don't Fair remember enough. at this point. I think okay. she can if she wants to. I don't remember. Maybe he okay. has a flame shield. I don't know. <laughs> that would be bad on her genitals, but all right, carry She's on. a vulnerable. Fair. All right. Anyway, 
But they're hanging out, kind of like, oh, yeah, we're starting. And he's like, hey, there's something I want to show you. You know, he says, as they're going off, you know, they're flying together. Because basically, she's been really stressed out. I was like, hey, let's just go for a flight. They're flying around to make sure they're happy because they're flying around. It's like, hey, hey, let's go over here. And they go to the, while they're flying to where they're going, he says, you know, I got to, trying to figure out what to do this for. So I started a bunch of charities and uh, education funds and blah, blah, blah. Um, I couldn't buy the Baxter, the, uh, Baxter building or the Fantastic Four at a headquarters forever uh, because Parker Industries owned it and they unexpectedly went belly up and Peter Parker's a jerk and didn't tell me that was happening so I couldn't buy it. Of course, at the time, I didn't have any money so he wouldn't have known to tell me and someone bought it and just turned it into condos. So I missed out on that. But there was something I could buy and they fly to the Avengers Mansion. It's like, hey, I bought the Avengers Mansion back. It's no longer part... That hotel group doesn't own it anymore. I bought it in all the grounds. And I created a fund, so it's funds. Uh, I forget what he called it. Basically, set up like one of those self-perpetuating funds yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with investments, so that maintenance of the mansion and the salary of the staff, including Jarvis, is paid for in perpetuity. It's no longer going to be, oh no, Tony Stark's not paying for this, or oh no, no one's paying for the mansion, we're hose type situation. Right. And they're rebuilding the mansion. So you got to rebuild the mansion if you're going to have the Avengers back, I guess. Yes. So that was neat. And not, you know, summoning uh, monsters from Sidorak to do it and actually ended up the Juggernaut again because that didn't work out, if we all recall. Uh, the Peter Parker's idiot fund. Yes, yes. pretty much Duncan Idaho. This is what Peter could have done fund. Yes, but idiot. Peter Parker's a moron. Dr. Octopus yeah. was a better Spider-Man. And it's painful to say that, but it's so true. It's hands down true. Um, the... Another subplot has to deal with uh, Wonder Man and Scarlet Witch. About two years ago, maybe three, uh, Wanda and... I forgot his real name. Anyway, Wonder Man and, and Scarlet Witch were forming a relationship. They are getting kind of hot and heavy. And then she disappeared. Because she's crazy and she does that. Yeah. Um, after that, he started getting into a relationship with Rogue. And when she kissed him... Because of his ionic energy form, it uh, and someone was manipulating her powers, some crazy stuff. She ended up like he, she didn't just absorb her his powers; she absorbed him. So he was out of the comics for a while. Okay. And then someone was finally able to like extract him from her. So he's back, and like Rogue is like, yeah, it's a little too creepy. We've been a little too close since the whole time he was in her. He could was experiencing what she experienced. He could hear her thoughts. So she's like, that's a little too personal. It's a little too much for someone I just started dating. I can't deal with that. He's like, all right, I understand. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that either. And first, I know too much about you now, anyway. It's just a little weird. A little weird. Um, so he kind of like tries to, in this, rekindle his relationship with Scarlet Witch, and she's like, I've grown as a person, and you know, you're, I, I like you, and like to be friends and all. He's like, oh, I'll, no, I'm not doing that. I understand your position, but I'm not going to be friends. I mean, I'll be your friend, but I'm not going to be friends. It's just, I, I need to be alone. I'm, I'm done. Poor Wonder Man. Uh, so he goes off. She's making sure that she psychically checks out that her brother Pietro's doing okay with her magic. And he's all right. He takes some time to think. Writes a real nice letter to Synapse, who he accidentally got injured, who he had a thing for. You know, basically... From Pietro, from Quicksilver, it's real nice. 
because actually it's apologetic. And it's not like this was your fault anyway, or this was the fault of someone because he's so haughty usually. But actually, it's still a haughtily written letter, but also apologetic. I think Jim Zub did a great job capturing his char- uh, Quicksilver's character in that, and that he's trying to be a better person. He's apologizing. He really is sorry for what happened, but he doesn't know how to deal with it. That's kind of why you know he's takes some time to think. Uh, she, and she starts discussing this with Brother Voodoo. You know, I was like, hey, I think it's growth. I think that's great. He's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you're one of the most powerful mages on the planet. You were Sorcerer Supreme for a while. Hmm. Um, what are you, you know, basically going on with you, you know? He's like, well, you know, I have my things. And she's like, just come here and kiss me, buddy. So her new relationships. Yep. She no longer is with an android. She's going with Brother Voodoo. He's pretty cool. I like Brother Voodoo. He's a good oh. character. He's a cool guy. Uh, and that's he's the. A cat. He's a hip cat. Yeah. He he's you know other people run away from their brother Voodoo. He's down. He'll even wear bones. He don't care. Boom. Of course, it's funny. His brother Voodoo did not start out as a super powerful wizard, but that's kind of where he actually has had a very interesting story arc before the Avengers. Like like I said, he became Sorcerer Supreme for a while. Um, and then went back to Doctor Strange because he was like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> uh, you're saying again, Doc? You're back, Strange? You're okay now? Okay, boom, that's your problem. Later. Brother Voodoo got ladies to please. Um, <laughs> I only thought of that because of the cover. This is funny. Um, so, yeah. This was an enjoyable book. There was zero action. <laughs> really. Oh. I, there was no huge mega fight scenes. There, oh, I almost forgot. There's a great moment. All the Avengers basically... The uh, Uncanny Avengers end up meeting back up at the Avengers Mansion. And it was like, oh, hey, this is great. Get the mansion back together. That's that's kind of cool. And then, oh, Rogue, there's someone wants to talk to you. Well, who is it? It's Captain America. He's all being being awesome in Captain America. He's like, oh, Anna Marie, because he's one of the few people who calls her by her real name. Ah, it's great what you've done with the Unity Squad. And she's like, there's no Unity Squad anymore. The evil version of you who is pretending to be you broke that up and disbanded. He's like, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. It's just, she's like, we know it wasn't you. It's okay. It's like, he's like, it's really hard trying to make up for someone who's evil in your name. You kind of know what that's like, though. She's like, yeah, kind of, yeah, you know. Uh, but he's like, hey, well, you were doing a great job, and you should be team leader. And she's like, oh, hell no. Hell no. I don't need that noise. You know, I'll be on the team. I'll be there when you need me, but no, no, no. And I think you should disband this thing anyway. He's like, really? You think it was a failure? Look around you right now. Everyone's working together. I was trying to be better. During all the tragedy that happened, you guys, even when told not to, band together. Wasn't that the point? To show you could? She's kind of like, yeah, you suck, Cap. You're right, but you gotta suck. And, you know, he's, you know... And it kind of gets left at that. Where it's like, he's kind of hints there's big things happening soon with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gets left there. Okay. So I, it was overall, it was a nice building issue. Um, if you like story and plot, it's a great issue. If you just want to see people punch each other, it's not for you. Not for you at all. Um, but um, I I really enjoyed this book. I didn't super enjoy it. I did really enjoy it. That's why it gets three and a half stars. Uh, solid issue. Nice character development, um, but very much felt like they're going someplace. And this wasn't where they were going, so it's kind of like, we need to institute this, these steps. Yeah, yeah, this was on the way there. Right. 
it's, it's, it's a pleasant part of the journey. Um, they did a good job tying us with loose threads. Like, well, what, what's up with Wonder Man now? Well, now you know. What's up with Scarlet Witch now? What's up? What's up with the? It's a whole bunch of what happened to. What's up with? Now you know. So solid job uh, by Jim Zub on this issue. Solid job. Good. Very nice. Lastly, deep breath. Batman number thirty-seven. Oh my god! I didn't change the title on this one. Whatever. Super Comic fourteen works for it. Super uh, Comic fourteen. <laughs> Written by Tom King, artist is Clay Mann, colors by Jordi uh, Belair, and cover by Michael Janin. I want to say the art in this book is not bad. You want to say that? No, I'm going to say it's not bad. Okay. I just want to put that up front. The art is okay. not bad. The art is not bad. Okay, so we're at solid two and a half right I now. I would All say right. the art is actually go. good. Okay, that's a solid three. It, right, right. In the, if you had a scale of abysmal to great, and they had like different color bars, like abysmal was red and great was green or you know or dark green, you know this would be like it, it good was like green. This would be the dead center. Badass is first of the I think it's a triangle, but I see that second chick. All right, this is a do- this issue is a double date between Batman and Catwoman. And Superman and Lois Lane. Cause Slash fiction begin. Exactly. Um, all right. Last issue was one of Tom King's greatest dreams. I bet that he could not contain himself. And <laughs> Yes, yes. We all know, Tom. You, you, you almost pantomimed Tom King's uh, phantasmal orgasm. Okay. When, when he, he was doing both Batman and Superman na- navel gazing about right. each other. All right. After he wrote that issue, he was spent and had to rest. After he rested, <laughs> he wiped off his keyboard, and then uh, he just thought, you know what needs to happen? I just had Batman and Superman just talk with their feelings about each other. What if I have them talk what if i have each of them talk about their feelings about th- about their spouses oh my god or or their their future spouses yes on so yeah. so while he uh while his hands went places on himself they should not he decided <laughs> to write up this story um the premise is i uh, at the, at the end of the last issue I thought it was kind of funny when they came out of the elevators. They saw each other, and you know, Lois ended up like reaching over and said, "Oh hi, I'm nice to meet you," right? And they kind of said they should have a double date. So this issue, they are going on that double date. Great. Um, because that's an awesome idea. Like for any comic, that is an awesome idea. It actually could be. No, no, no. It's always going to devolve into nonsense. But. All right, so apparently what they decided to do, the comic opens up with them being denied access to Superhero Night at the Gotham County Fair by a guy dressed up as one of the Wonder Twins. Yep. Right, that makes perfect sense to me. Right there. The issue, the name of the issue, remember the name of the last issue was Super Friends. This is Super Friends Part 2. So, of course, there's a Super Friends reference. A guy is dressed up as Jan. Bellar says, I guess they both act like girls run to the bathroom at the same time and start talking about their hopes and dreams and feelings. You wish. 
All right. <laughs> that was the best case scenario, and it didn't happen. So they want to go to the fair. They go there told they can't enter unless they have a superhero costume. And okay. uh, tip, uh, stereotypical reaction, Bruce Wayne's like, I don't need this. I could buy this fair. Well, he doesn't say that, but he's like, I don't need this. I Bruce Wayne, I, I don't need this kind of crap. And, and you know, as they're leaving, Lois is like, you know, you guys all have costumes, right? You're aware you have costumes. And they're like, they're yeah. They're not costumes. They're uniforms, you they're, stupid. They're, they're not just costumes. But they're, they look at her and they're like, yeah, but if we walk in, people will recognize Superman and Batman. You sure? By our profiles. They'll, they'll know what's up. you, you got to assume there's a... It, no, no. The, well, yes. The way no. DC treats superheroes, other than Mar- in Marvel, superheroes are kind of, even the, like the most, even Captain America, well, he's not a good example anymore. Even the most highly regarded superheroes are still kind of like, you're cool, you're still kind of weird. The general populace is never really trusting of superheroes in Marvel. In DC, they have giant museums. There's a Flash museum, yeah, especially the Flash, right? Right. Yeah, but but the thing is, the you you heard the you heard the stories, which which may or may not be hyperbole, of uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin coming third place in a, in a Charlie Chaplin lookalike, lookalike contest. contest. Yeah. 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 So anyway, well, these guys are way more famous than Charlie Chaplin, and their videos oh. and pictures of them are everywhere. Unlike Charlie Chaplin, who oh. when he went, when Charlie Chaplin went into character, he was, anyway. So, like, it'd be too easy to recognize. And Lois is like, well, why don't you guys just swap costumes? Your profile, your chin profiles are different. You wouldn't look the same. Your heights are different. Musculature is different. Well, except for the cover. Except for the cover where they're nearly identical. I know. Yeah, they're exactly the same in just about every way. Um, (laughs) Well, their abs are sculpted slightly differently. Oh, no, no. Their their, their pecs are slightly different. looks 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 like Bruce has some breast cancer. Well, it actually looks like Bruce has bigger muscles because he actually probably works out a ton more than Superman, who's just like, I'm Hammer just hand. like this naturally. Just, yeah, I don't, I don't work out. I'm Captain Hammer. Yeah, so it's like just, just Captain Hammer. <laughs> yeah. And these are not the hammer. That was one of the best parts because when he comes back, the hammer. Oh, sorry. Uh, you got to watch that if you haven't seen it. So, after a little grousing about Mainly Bruce Wayne grousing. It's like, look, let's have some fun. Let's go on a double date. We're already here. It's impossible to just sink our schedules. Duncan I says, I don't need this. My parents took to a fair once. I fell on the tilt wheel. When I stopped, I saw sense who I was. Cardi's put on show for six weeks. It was the best summer of my life. And then my parents died. I missed that bad costume. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm Batman. Um, anyway. So they actually end up swapping costumes. Uh, Batman puts on the Superman costume. Superman puts on the Batman costume. Uh, Lois Lane puts on the Catwoman costume. And then Lois is like, but what are you going to do? I'll just wear your dress. It's like, but you don't have a costume. She's like, don't worry, I got it. They go back to the front gate. And like, all right, you're all good, but she still needs a costume. She's like, I'm wearing a costume. Yeah, who are you supposed to be? She leans in and goes, meow. What? But It's like, gets closer and like, whispers meow sultrily in his ear it's like oh wow you're good it's like thank you all right that was dumb i'm sorry i didn't yes that's not a costume you're just acting yeah. slutty oh uh, uh, yes. wait that is catwoman right it's written it's by catwoman. tom king uh <clears throat> burn so it actually is kind of a funny moment where they where they change it where they're changing because the uh like it looks like they're in like these horrible public bathrooms with graffiti on them 
as Superman is handing over his costume over the uh, stall to Bruce Wayne, he's like, here, look, the S stands for hope. And then like everyone knows that. Deep I know, Shut up. but it, it becomes funny when Bruce Wayne hands his costume back over. He says the bat stands for a bat. <laughs> all right. That's funny. Not that funny, but all right. it's kind of funny because Clark Kent's going or Superman going the S stands for hope to Batman is like, yeah, yeah, I know. You know, it's basically just to antagonize him. Yeah. At the same time, Lois and Catwoman are changing, and Lois is holding up the Catwoman costume, and Cap's like, it stretches. I'm like, it better. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. So, throughout this whole issue... I it's feel a, like we've already spent way too much time on this comic than, than it deserves. This issue, I don't know... Part of the problem is the writing is dull. Part of the problem is the way the art is, the word balloons and how the story is presented is a mess. It's a jumble. Uh, images are placed on top of images. It's hard to get a clear sense of what's going on half the time. Um, it gets really confusing to see Bat to see Batman with glasses on, so you know it's Clark Kent. Um, Who needs that? Anyway, so Batman with Clark Kent glasses on talking about Batman in the third person. And it's more confusing because Tom King loves to have Batman talk about himself in the third person. So it's not helpful. And they're talking about their feelings about relationships or stuff. And they're trying to be cute with the dialogue, switching back and forth a lot. Um, so it really doesn't work for me the uh, the plot idea there is they're trying to get across of them kind of like hashing out what's important in a relationship or the last issue was each of them saying how much they respect the other guy and they, they're just amazed how they could be a hero with all the terrible things and this each of them talking about how they're broken they can't believe their relationships are working but they're making yeah. you had this is almost exactly what you did the last issue you're trying to show the similitude between their two relationships, even though they have different personalities. And you're, but you're also going through and showing all how exactly similar it is. You did that last issue. We don't need it again in the slightly modified context of now you're talking about their relationship with their uh, significant other. You don't need it. it so overall, to me, it was confusing. Mostly confusing, pretty boring issue. Um, a couple interesting kind of funny moments. Um, the uh, the Catwoman, of course, snuck a uh, flask of whiskey in, so her and Lois get drunk the whole time. Of course, because that's how you do it. Yeah, I mean, because they're basically complaining how boring their dates are, which they are, because they're spending their whole, because Superman Batman spend the whole time, you know, making lovey eyes at each other, you know, and talking about their feelings again. And, you know, Tom King just could not stop with them talking about their feelings. And they'd play baseball, too. Oh, awesome. So, so instead of, like, a shirtless volleyball scene, they just have, like, a batting cage scene where they could both talk about how awesome they are. Great. Or, uh... So, I'm sure there are going to be people out there lauding just how wonderful this issue is. I want to show you a page. I should take a picture of this. Look at this page. It's boring. They're nearly identical pictures of them eating ice cream. 
and there are word balloons all over the damn place. And it's not a cohesive conversation. It jumps all over the place. And that's how the book goes. It jumps all over the place. Plus, there's a giant ad for Doomsday Clock all over the place. Well, that's the other page. Um, so it, it ends with, you know, Lois and Catwoman just think each other are the cat's meow. And, <laughs> and uh, with Batman and Superman being super friends. <sighs> you did that last issue. You could have had the... <sighs> I'm sorry. It's just... I didn't like it. I'm sure if I start looking at Google reviews... There are a lot of people who love this. Uh, Balder says the biggest problem with this book is the writer. To me, yes. To me, that he doesn't want to write a Batman book. He wants to write a psychological... He wants to write the Batman equivalent of a teenage romance novel. That's what he wants to write. Uh, like the old 1970s uh, girl comics, like uh, Patsy Walker or something. That's what he wants to write, but with Batman. And some people are really digging it because they, oh, I love the introspective. No, it's not introspective. It's boring. And it's a bunch of navel-gazing and whining about if his parents loved him over and over again. And it's been going on for over a year now. So I am not a fan of Tom King's Batman. The War of Jokes and Riddles was near genius. It was great. But if I have to endure this kind of crap to get to it, it's not worth yeah. digging through the oatmeal to find that marble. Well, no, it's 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 not like not even digging through an oatmeal. It's it's like crawling through glass for a whopper. You know, whoppers are great and everything, but glass. Yeah, yeah it's not. Uh, positive notes. The art's not terrible. It's right deadline in the middle of. It's solidly good. The characters are consistently written. Um, at one point, they do uh, a guy dressed up as the question tries to steal uh, Lois Lane's purse, and when that it's actually kind of a funny moment because like this guy runs steals her purse and like says some question nonsense, mm. and of course they all just look at each other and start laughing. Because of anyone's stuff you're going to steal at this carnival, you chose the wrong damn person. So, what is happening there is Superman tracks where he's going, and Batman, dressed up as Superman, so dressed up as Superman, throws a baseball. Uh, they make it look like he throws it like half a mile or something. Hmm. He throws it like the entire length of a baseball field, hits the guy in the back of the head, even though he can't see him because he's running through all these stalls and stuff. But because Superman tells him where he was, he can see him, I guess. Hits with the baseball in the back of the head, knocks him out, or at least knocks him down and stuns him. Mm. If I could hit with the baseball in the back of the head out of nowhere, I'd be stunned too, so I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with that either. That's, then that's they, physics. Yeah, they run over there, and uh, they get her stuff back. A funny moment comes up later... Where it's like, oh man, I'm getting a corn dog, but I didn't bring any more money. It's like, okay, I, I just, and Cat was like, it's okay, I stole that mugger's wallet. It's like, you are terrible. She's like, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny because if you're getting your stuff back, you might as well steal his wallet. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, you're Catwoman. I'd be surprised if you didn't steal his wallet. Um, so, there are two minds in one Super soul. Batman. Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Batman. Uh, uh, let's, let's finish this book. It's it, it's eating my soul. Come on. Uh, final. It's it. So far, the only good things you've said about things, you've actually used the words down the middle. So you can guess what rating it's getting. It can't be two and a half because... It's two and a half! No, it can't be! The only two good things you said about it were down the middle. The rest of it was crap. It's got to be less than two and a half. No, but the art's by, good. By your own metric, it the has art... to be less than two and a half. No, the art is good. The story... No, you said it was down the middle. You said it was exactly in the middle. Between terrible and great, it's in the middle. No, it, 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 directly in the middle. I said exactly in the middle of good. Good is above average. Oh, you're just full of crap now. That's true. I you're can't deny that. You're, you lose credibility. I don't need credibility. Well, kind of. As long as Tom King is allowed to write comics, the world is not right. <laughs> Stick him on, uh, I don't know, a female Martian Manhunter and her trial. Ooh, put her, put him on Batgirl and his tri- and her trials and tribulations through high school. That is where Tom King needs to be. He would make that shine. I'm not kidding there. I'm not even being facetious. Put him on a teen girl comic. Yes. Um, not Miss Marvel, because that's actually a really good book. I don't want to screw it up. But I think he could do great with, uh, like, a Miss Martian, with Batgirl, with, uh, not Superboy, not Robin, Speedy. Speedy? Okay. Uh... That stupid animal kid. What's his name? Beast Boy? Yeah. He's not a teen. Well, if you put him as a teenager, sure, he could do Beast Boy. He'd be thinking a lot. So, yeah, I'll stick with two and a half stars for this. I was no, a little no, disappointed. No. Beast, Beast Boy in this comic would be homosexual. Probably, written by Tom King, yes. Yep. But, as it is, there are, you are going to find people seeing how much they love this book. I am not one of them. I'm sure that I'm probably the minority about the navel gazing in this. Just they tried to make it an interesting storyline, like try a different take. I don't need a different take. I am this close to not buying Batman anymore. This close to switching to detective comics, which I actually probably will do. You know what? I'm doing it. This is the final straw. This is the straw that broke that Garthon's back. Batman's done. Are you going to change from two and a half now? I no. mean, you just said this this was the last Batman comic you're ever going to watch because it's that bad. No. And you're still going to keep the two and a half? I am. Oh, my God. You suck. <laughs> just because I put it up there. All right. Two stars. Um, Yay! <laughs> give, the, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. You can't end it at 2.5, says Baldahar. Two stars. I can't handle it anymore. After the War of Jokes and Reels, I had such high hopes. Just, I, the only reason he wrote that was to do, so so he could write this and make me sad. Yeah. A book enters a 1 or 1.5, says Baldahar. He has a point. Yeah. I mean, Fine, 1.5. All right. All there right, we're down to 1.5. <laughs> um, apparently, this is a bidding war. <laughs> this is like a reverse auction. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. This I this, I can't do it anymore. 
I can't do it. Michael Janin's art, who did the cover, I really like his art. He did War of Jokes art and War of Jokes and Riddles. He is really good. Might be Yannin. He is really good. He does not do this art. Hmm. But it's better than the person who did the story arc where they were going to see Talia. Didn't like that at all. Anyway, final. <laughs> final answer. <laughs> One and a half stars. No, no, you know what? I, I, I want to I take a moment to apologize to Max Liao. In I the don't. Future which is tomorrow because he has to constantly change his annotation. <laughs> You're out. Well, I'm to one. No. Um, one and a half star. The art's solid. It's not, it's, it's man. It's there. It's there. It's not good. It's not bad. It's on the low end of good toward average, to be honest. All right. just, the character models are consistent. And, well, that's, but it's just that's really for, boring. That, that's for a book though. I mean, it's just, you, I you can't. I have Gumby on every other thing. I can't you know? do it. I can't do it anymore. All right. I, I feel like I just ended a bad relationship. I feel good about that. <laughs> All right. I just needed someone to talk to about it. He said he wouldn't do that anymore. He, he loves me. All right. Batman's done. Going to, de- going to Detective Comics next time. All right. I might change up Superman for Action Comics. What's your opinion on that? Well, Detective and Action Comics, uh, comic, excuse me, is a is a is a storied franchise. Well, those that, were the uh, original Batman Superman yes, comics. Yes, that that a, a lot of uh, of uh, uh, good books have started it. Uh, one final thing for the comic pool I want to mention: recently, Marvel announced that they're canceling around ten titles. Um, among these are America, Hawkeye. Hey. Um, hey. Basically, every title that on this comic I've said is crap and needs to be canceled because the writer sucks for Marvel is getting canceled. Good job. Um, the Luke Cage series that after the stellar Luke Cage Power, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist oh, run. Came up deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, after the Luke Cage comics, same writer, different artist, but for some reason it was just awful. That's gone. Um, America needed to go bad. That was a mess. Oh, the first issue, you, you, oh, Jesus. It was a mess. And it didn't, never got better. It was always a mess. Mm-hmm. And wow. so that, and maybe that was because Marvel took the chance to give comic book titles to so a bunch of writers who had fans, never yeah. written comic books. Yeah. And it didn't seem like they really wanted to write comic books so much as make statements or yes. they really wanted to write comic books that had no idea how to do it. And you could argue, well, someone should have helped them. Maybe. But some of these books were just really a pain to read. Mm. Or they never became interesting. And like Hawkeye just never became interesting. Um, America was just bad on so many levels. Yeah. Um, Luke Cage, I don't know what the heck happened there because that writer was just great in Paramount Iron Fist, and then just kind of went off the rails. Anyway, so just want to let you know, if you read a bunch of, oh my god, no, all these are being canceled, they deserve no, to be canceled. It's all fine. It's they all fine. deserve it. The Legion did you a favor. Everyone saw the, everyone saw these episodes and said, okay, Garthon hates this, 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 let's kill it. We'll save some money. And they did it. They did get rid of the Wonder Woman rider I hated Remember in that. DC. Remember that. The that Legion nice. knows. So people might disagree with my reviews, but in the long run, it seems like I'm right usually. So, mm-hmm. come on, Tom King, why you do that, man? Just anyway, for more Garthon, you can check Garthon's comic poll 
which in the coming year will be segmented out into its own individual YouTube series. Uh, you can check out my team-ups with Heathen Dog, Star Trek Online, Secret World Legends, and Warframe. Well, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Because tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and we won't be streaming. And I've like, like, like I won't be streaming on Christmas Day. Garthon will not be streaming on Christmas Eve. Right. It's just too many family obligations. Exactly. Um. So this Sunday, no stream uh, of Warframe, but next Sunday it will. Mm-hmm. Checking the past streams and all the good stuff. Happy days. All right, RNG. Best Christmas ever. All right. Lay it on me. Oh, I have to go first. Yes. Uh... All right, I got two stories. We only need one. Give, give us top one. I don't know. One of the, I don't know. Oh. I don't know what to say. Um, all right. There was one year, um, this is the 90s. Okay. <laughs> Chris back sister, Christmas King. dinner with Tom King. <laughs> I remember when he left me and he said we couldn't be together anymore. That's why I always pan his comic books. <laughs> um, thanks, Bill. Hey, well, why, why didn't the alert pop up? It popped up for me. Oh, okay, good. I thought it popped up. Anyway. Anyway, go ahead. The, uh... We'll, we'll, we'll look at that later. Okay. Christmas. Yeah, my... All right, my family didn't have a lot of money. Okay. Um... So, uh... One year... I was the oldest. Uh, my youngest brother got a ton of stuff. I was like, wow, look at that. Uh... I don't even remember all the stuff he got. My middle brother got uh, a good amount of stuff, but he also got like a CD player, a CD player boombox. And that was like, I was like, oh man, CD players were brand new, right? Mm. Well, they came out in the 80s, but they're. Yeah, they're but in the 80s, they were like 500 bucks a pop. So. Right. And even this boombox was still, I'm guessing, around at least 50 to 70 bucks. Okay. Right? It's like, oh my God, it's the end of some CDs. It's like, oh wow, wow, wow. And I got a pair of pants, some socks, and a second edition Dungeons and Dragons player's handbook. Well, that's one out of three is bad. But yeah, yeah, so I got basically nothing compared to my brothers. And I was like, oh, well, hell. I just kind of looked at my brother, kept opening packages, and that's all I had. And I was like, but you know, that, I think, wasn't all, that wasn't all in one package too, right? It was in three different boxes. It was three different boxes. There was a okay. pair of pants, socks, socks, and a player's handbook. Okay. Uh, total retail value probably around 40, 30, 40 bucks. Yep. Um, whereas my brother's, you know, just one gift of his was more than that. A couple of those were more than that. I was like, what the hell? What the hell? Sucks being the oldest. Well, that's what I figured. I figured, okay, we didn't have any money. We was Poe. Um, and I feared that Santa, or Mom, uh, kind of stiffed me because I was the oldest. I would handle it. I wouldn't cry. So I just, uh, just kind of sighed, you know, went with it. You know, give my mom a big hug. Said, thanks, Mom. You're the best Christmas ever, you know. 
And uh, she's looking around. She's like, oh, did you enjoy your game? And I was like, yeah, I like Dungeons and Dragons. She's like, what? It's like, you know, um, thanks for you know for the book and stuff, you know. It's like, what about your your game? Aren't you gonna play it? Well, I need my friend. It's like, no. It's like you're supposed to get a, a video game. I didn't get a video game. It's like looking. It's like, wait here. So she went out of the room, came back a little later with a copy of Castlevania Three, which had just come out. What? Why? Why wasn't that wrapped? What? What? She just for, in the she ended up wrapping everything in like the middle of the night the night before, and uh, forgot that one in the bottom of the closet. Oh crap! So, and she gave it to me, and I was like, oh my god! And she's like, you were really just gonna let it go without getting the majority, the biggest part of your Christmas gifts. Yeah, because and I, I have like great moral character, and, uh, you, and you and you suck for not wrapping this, you bit. Well, you know, you raised me right, I guess, is how it really was. She, and she just was, I could just see her, like, tearing up in that, you know, I was willing not to cry, not to whine, just to take it, let her know I loved her, and I loved everything I got, and be appreciative. And uh, I still love Castlevania 3 to this day. It's a great freaking game. It is a good game. Um, and I guess that was my best Christmas ever. All right, well, that's awesome. Mine mine is much more materialistic and crass. I, I, I never had any money. Okay, well... I, I did. My, my, my mom worked for a middle management at AT&T and my dad was, uh, he worked at Ford <laughs> since he was 16. My dad was actually secretly a supervillain with a layer in our basement. <laughs> no, no. But, uh, yeah, I had my own floor in the house with my own bathroom and toy room and playroom and bath and bedroom. Yeah. So we, uh, Garth and I had drastically different childhoods. My house had one bathroom. Yeah. Okay. M- moving on from, from your side. Of state affairs. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was 1989, I think. Yeah, because the the uh, Sega Genesis just just came out, and uh, I had I had read in 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 a book. I actually went to the library, and uh, in in the in the young adult section, there there was a a, a book that said. Uh, um, spy stuff so i read the i read the book well i know i was in the library i read the book and there was a it told you how to steam open tape oh, there you so go. I, I i went to my my parents uh bedroom got found where they hid my presence steamed open all of the tape opened it up played uh altered states on the sega genesis all night put it back in the the, the wrapping taped it back up and put it back under the tree and then, and then the next morning, I acted all surprised that it was, it was the greatest thing ever because I got I got a Sega Genesis and Altered States, and the the, the the Sega Genesis just came out. I mean, I think it was like August of that year. Yeah, yeah, that, that right that, that that it came out, and I acted all surprised. But the the greatest night of my life was was playing it secret and not getting caught. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was the greatest Christmas ever. <sighs> This miracle. I mean, if, if 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 there was a Santa, he would have been like player two. That would have that would have been that would have been like the icing on the cake on that one. That'd have been great. <sighs> that's good. But that's it. Yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's not, not as Hallmark good. special as mine. No, no, but it's, it's good. definitely not Hallmark special. But it's it's uh it's it's grown up privileged. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way. Special. I wouldn't put it that way. I just did. I just did. <laughs> No, that's cool. I would have uh, liked to have hung out at your house. Yeah. Yeah, you would have. 
<laughs> I would have let I had, you because I had I had an entire floor. Of my very own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had girls up there, and my dad's like, you know, when when uh, because my my dad for a long time thought I was gay because he was a dickhead, uh, and uh, so so later on in, in in my my later teens when I learned how to talk to girls and bring them home. Uh, my mom was not allowed upstairs when I had a girl upstairs because no, that's his space. If he whatever he wants to do with that girl upstairs is up to him and her, not you. Get out Whoa. of here. Yeah, my, my my dad was a piece of work. I converted. But he our, had money. I converted our garage into a bedroom because I was tired of living in a room with my two other brothers. That is great. You okay? So, to to sum up, <laughs> uh, Garthon had no money and no father figure. And Heathen Dog had money and a bad father. No, you had a bad father figure too. We, but, but I had, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, his his life sucked, and in in comparison, my, my life was well, basically uh, the the winning side of a, 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 here's a, a thing. monopoly game. We both ended up at the same place in the Air Force. Yeah, so what's the matter? Yeah, we went to the same place. <laughs> what actually, doesn't matter? Actually, uh, I had a college fund, but when I was sixteen. And I enrolled in the soft book program for the USAF, where you you could actually enlist at 16, and and it, and it counts as your uh, your uh, uh, post. Uh, you you know when you enlist, there's four years active and four years inactive. Well, uh, I I enlisted at 16 and a half, so that year and a half before I turned 18 counted as my inactive duty time for after I was discharged. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but the moment I did that. My parents went to Atlantic City and blew my college fund. Just blew it to hell. That's actually Just, pretty funny. I came back with literally a T-shirt. They got me a T-shirt. I like that. That's that's An funny. Atlantic City T-shirt. That's funny. Yeah, I thought it was freaking hilarious. A little bit. It's, it's a little messed up. I'll agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I thought the T-shirt was insulting, but they didn't see it. <laughs> I don't. They were like, "No, we got you something." Are you kidding me? This is a punchline. You what got me a punchline. That that is that is a punchline though. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. If you want more Legion of Myth, you can like, subscribe, or comment. Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Go to YouTube.com slash C slash Legion of Myth underscore page, or just go to YouTube and type in under the search conditions Legion of Myth. You can check us out on Reddit. Uh, you can go to Facebook.com slash Screwsets, Legion of Myth. Baldahar, yes, that is awesome. What happened to Heathen Dog? Just because it's, it's like a sitcom thing. That's happens in a sitcom. You know, that's not, that's not real life. That That's an Adam Sandler movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out on Twitter at Legion of Myth. Uh, join our Discord. Uh, Facebook Messenger. Steam Group. SteamCommunity.com slash Screwsets, Legion of Myth. Big Steam sales right now. Yes. Yes, big time. I, I I got the, the the Naruto Ninja Storm four for a song. It was like three fifty or something. It was yeah, great. Uh, audio version, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. Good stuff. Good stuff. So he the dog. Mm. Do you have any final words of wisdom? I'd like everyone to have a merry Christmas and a great New Year. I hope uh, I hope uh, unlike uh, Garthon's sordid sorted childhood you had a you had a good one and you and you continue to have excellent christmases 
you, they all don't have to be the hallmark awesomeness of him or the <laughs> crass materialistic materialistivism of mine, but you know, somewhere in between is probably your. Oh, but I didn't tell you at the Christmas party. Dad was drunk and he broke all of our toys in front of us. Come oh, on. you could have gone all day <laughs> without saying that. <laughs> and you ruined it. <laughs> all right, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Yes, your life was hard, Garthon. We know. Shut up and go away. <laughs> uh, you can support Legion of Myth on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. A Patreon subscription. Patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. Legion of Myth wants your money because we want to keep doing what we're doing and it can't be done for free. Go to uh, Streamlabs Donation. Twitch.com slash Legion of Myth. Directly through PayPal at paypal.me slash Legion of Myth. Or get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Oh, and oh, we do... Uh, if, if you look a little low on this Twitch page, you will see items on Amazon that we sponsor, that we have actually used or are using, and we 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 can, as much as any anyone can guarantee this, that they work really well. Uh, also, things we recommend, such as uh, video games we are currently enjoying. Yes. So, everyone, remember... You can also check out Max Lee on Rail and Roku's streams. Nora's final stream is December 27th. Check it out. Your last time to check with our famous Japanese tanker. Very, very last stream is this Wednesday, so check that out. I check Max Lee on streams Tuesday, Friday, not just European. Deep Sky Derelicts. And he, he team wiped both days he played that, so that's awesome. Uh, special thank you to our top subscribers. It is always funny watching someone fail. Uh, thanks to Hicks206, Red Specs Gaming. Hicks to a six through Patreon, Sheris, Elgarian, uh, through Streamlabs, Baldahar, Urban Rommel, the Cool's Harem, the Magical Cat Girl, Fangoy, Spectral Fire, Love Night Cat Girl Armor, and Heathen Dog. PayPal Al51. Thank you, everyone. We hope you have a great year coming. More Legion is coming at you. Have a great Darnell and home.